Uh, it's the first day of their Grand National Carnival. But, Tim, you're a code head as well, and, and lots of people, your frequents, your members at Rickett, and they absolutely love their rugby. So it's a strange one today, isn't it? I mean, this would be the, the first time in, in your life the, the All Blacks have been on the same time as a Rickett and meet, I'd imagine. Oh, no, I think you're showing your... Uh... Your lack of years, uh, Louis, it used to be a regular occurrence that rugby, when it, when it was played at 2.30 in the afternoon, um, we often in the winter copped the clash and it was ah. always something that, that knocked us for a six. Um, you know, you try and agonise around it. Of course, when we first had our dates and everything all set, the anticipation was the rugby would be at 7.30. Um, and it was relatively late in the piece when it was changed to 2.30 um, because of the Soccer World Cup or the Women's Soccer World Cup. Um, so that caught us... Uh, you know, not caught us out of guards, but it was just something we had to adjust to. And, of course, you know, nowadays the uh, the wagering thing is not just in New Zealand. It's going into Australia and everything as well. So, uh, you know, we sort of agonised what to do. The only option was to try and run the Rinter Cup ridiculously at, say, race three or or race, um, race five. Um, you know, we had the jumps races that had to be run early in the day because you set the hurdles and everything up. So, look, at the end of the day, we just had to acknowledge that the time change happened Pretty late, um, you know, shifting to a winter to Sunday was not an option. We've still got to provide wagering opportunities on the prime day of the year, which is Saturday. So it's just one of those things you've got to roll with the punches, really. Um, as I say, I can remember a day, I can remember many days when we clashed with the rugby. I remember one day the uh, Canterbury won the Ramfurly Shield and defended it against counties, and uh, we had a race meeting scheduled. We had no, uh, you know, no... Uh, ability to change because they won the Ramfield Shield the week before and I think we had our worst day in history. In fact, trainers and <laughs> scratched the horses out because they wanted to go and watch the rugby. So, yeah, so it's been a, been a curse, but the night rugby sort of saved us from that. But, uh, no, today we're just copping it. Yeah, that is, Tim, that is Tim, funny. Tim, do you want to hear a funny story about that, Tim? That was, they actually, Canterbury defended the Shield against counties. I think it was actually a draw, Canterbury and counties, for that Shield encounter. Three days later, counties went across the Alps to West Coast and lost to West Coast. True story. They lost to the little old West Coast, third division West Coast they were then, uh, and some great counties players yeah, went down to the mighty West Coast. I think they may have had a few jars after after the draw at Lancaster Park. Mick, you'll recall the score stayed on the Greymouth Rugby uh, scoreboard. It was still there at the West Coast circuit, and they did a count back. West Coast beat counties who beat so-and-so, who beat so-and-so, and beat so-and-so, and beat so-and-so, and beat so-and-so, who beat the champions that year. So the West Coast came over <laughs> the best team in the country. That it's, is the, gold! The, <laughs> I remember that, I know I remember was, that like yesterday. Tim, I was actually I was actually ball boy for that game. So there you go. I was ball oh, boy really? for the uh, for, I was ball boy for the game when West. And I was ball boy for nineteen eighty three when the West Coast played the Lions. So yep, two of the loves of my life are clashing today. I feel bad about it, Tim. You know, obviously I love my horse racing, and there's a very good chance I won't get to see the Winter Cup today, Tim. On the Winter Cup today, how wet is the track? Because First of all, you've had some rain this week, but secondly, I don't imagine there's been a great deal of drying sunshine. No, there's been no drying. There's been draining, is what you'd describe it as. But we had a massive amount of rain in the last uh, last two weeks. We had 115 millimetres two weeks ago. We just had moisture just continually ticking over. So the great David Walsh and Lisa Allpress walked the track yesterday, and I saw them when they came back. Both of them said the track, considering everything is in really good nick, but it will be heavy, it will be testing. Um, it is a race called the Winter Cup, so, uh, you know, it's going to be true winter going. Yeah, 
Uh, it definitely will be, and um, it's been cold as well, Tim. There's been some frosty mornings as in yesterday. Now, do you have something across the card that you like? Obviously, you, you would get underway with the wonderful jumps today, and, and you got the synthetic meeting in the, the mid uh, the middle of the week. I actually found one on the TAB website that might interest you, Tim. Happy Star and West Coast special, yes to do the double. So both win on the first and second day at $5, which I actually think is a bet. And just clarifying, there are no penalties if these jumpers win today going into the Grand Nationals, right? No, that's right. That's why, um, you know, with the field, the uh, the entries in that close for those races, so there is no penalty for winning these. Um, I have to say, I hope that doesn't happen, uh, Louis, because I've got to share and bury the cash, so I'm hoping to update <laughs> that party. Uh, okay, okay, noted. Biased, biased. All right, Tim, uh, yeah, go and enjoy much, your day. Very much. <laughs> Go and enjoy your day best you can, and you'll have the, the footy on inside, uh, no doubt. So, um, look, I'm sure people will be entertained. Good to chat to you. That's Tim Mills at uh, the Rickard and Jockey, Canterbury Jockey Club there. Uh, of course, we've got Michelle Bradley way up the other end of the country. Mick, from you, literally the opposite. You're in Dunedin. Michelle's at the beach at Ruakaka. And, Michelle, good morning to you. I am uh, sensing and I'm reading. It's a, a soft five, which is just it's just delightful, isn't it? Morning, Louie. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. Um, we had a bit of rain on Wednesday, um, and it went to a soft six. Um, but we've had some clear weather. Um, they call it the winterless north, but I can tell you it hasn't been that winterless. But um, I'd rather be here than anywhere else, to be honest. Don't do that cold weather. Um, so for it to come back to a five is, is really good, especially this time of year and the amount of rain that we've had all over the country. Hey, Michelle, congratulations on your recent double uh, on the home track. Can you see yourself getting one today? Hi, morning, Mick. Um, yes, thanks for that. Um, oh, look, at the racing game. You have your ups and downs, don't you? So um, I would love to have a have a repeat. Um, just to get one winner would be fantastic. Um, so, But no, the, my little team, especially the ones that raced three weeks ago, they've all come through their race as well and they're ticking along nicely. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to... I, I'd love to see them all, all put in a good show today. You, you do have a, a nice team that's in form at the moment, Michelle, and that is wonderful to see for the little guys every once in a while. Um, race four today, is a, it's a ripper. It's a great 1,100-metre sprint, and it typically has been over the last few years. So Dragon Leap's got to lump the big weight. You've got Not Ideal, who's been um, running really well since his return to New Zealand. And I noticed that uh, you have Top Brass, which you've, has had a run under your care, but... I feel like Top Brass was with the Tiako team for quite a while. Is that right? Yes, that's right. When um, Jamie Richards um, was training there, he um, got six wins out of the horse, which is fantastic. Um, he went and had a wind operation um, last year, and the local owners, they... Um, Wanted to give him an, another try and, and change the scenery and bring him up to the north. So, um, look, I've been happy with him. He, um, I trialled him at Tirapa a couple of months ago now, and he actually went a really super trial. Alan Nicholas rode him, and um, he went really well and, and um, on a on a wet track and um, his breathing was fantastic. I lined him up here a, a month, oh, a couple of weeks later, which was a month ago. And just the other way round, um, wasn't 100% comfortable going the right-handed way. Um, but look, looking at the horse, um, looking at the horse, he 
he actually looks better now than what he did a month ago. He's a lot more rounder. He's, he's got a lot more condition on. He, he's just, yeah, he, he just looks in himself. He looks better. So um, I'm expecting a nice run from him today. Um, horses that have had the wind off, it's just a matter of making sure he keeps that, you know, nice and relaxed and, and doesn't uh, doesn't stress and and wind himself up, really. So, um, yeah, it's interesting to see how he goes. And, you know, you've got your Dragon Leap, so looking back at his form, he is um, capable of winning fresh up um, over 1,100 metres. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting race. Yeah, I thought he was. I did think he was an interesting runner. Actually, he loves the soft going, and, and second up today will be better for it. Uh, you've got obviously another couple in, including Bosch, who who got his uh, got their just reserves re, deserves last start. So um, that's another competitive race of the rest of your runners. Michelle is the the one that you got a bit of confidence around. Um, oh, look, Bosch and Sula Bella. I mean. Uh... Like I've said, they've, they've worked on well. Um, you know, the rail is out a bit more today. Um, Bosch doesn't have the best barrier draw. Um, Sula Bella's got a nice barrier draw. A um, couple of, of horses in her race that um, weren't, in, weren't up against her last time that um, could put a bit of pressure on her. But look, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm happy with the whole team. They're, they're going well. A couple of new runners, um, first starters for me. Um, that uh, will be interesting and, and we'll be keeping an eye on. But, um, yeah, no, I'm happy with a lot of them. Okay. Awesome, Michelle. Appreciate your time. Enjoyed the, the uh, day in the winterless north, although, yeah, they tell me it's been cold <laughs> right up the country. A soft five today at Ruakaka. The rail is out. Uh, what do we got? The rail is at six metres there, so you know how that plays up at Ruakaka, especially in the early few races. Mick, before we shoot off and come back with our friends at Little Lavendale, Am I a lunatic for thinking that I can? Sh- it's a good idea. To, good idea to be taking a bet where you have to rely on four jumps results, or a West Coast and Happy Star that good? The problem with it is, is you're so you're, you're taking a bet where the odds aren't greatly in your favour. If you added up the horses' two prices today and similar prices for them next week, five four dollars four dollars thirty-five or something. Yeah, exactly. $4.35, but so much could happen in the next week. For example, one of them might not start. But more than that, if you say there's, say there's, we'll make it simple math, 10, 10, 10 jumps in each race, there's 40 opportunities for something to go wrong for you. Sure. Like today, when you back a dragon leap or a not ideal, you know what you're getting. You know the horse, you know the jockeys, they'll jump, they'll do this, and to a degree, you can be wrong or right. But you can't work out whether you can be wrong or right 40 times. Uh, and that's whether they eat well, or they travel well, everything's gone well for them. Everything that needs to happen for them wins, plus you're adding 40 incidents where there's for about five seconds each time they go to a jump, before, over, and on the back end of the jump, you're going, <gasps> well, that's part of the fun. That's one reason people do it. But as a technical betting thing to do, um, no. And the other thing too is, without putting too fine a point on it, you're betting against... Um, the weight. Both horses are going to carry an enormous amount of weight and we've seen this season, as good as some of these horses are, yes that can get you beaten and the other thing is this time next week we don't know what the track will be. It's, it'll be a heavy 10 probably but what say it's not? Happy Star loves the heavy. What say the track does change? So as a betting proposition, often those things sound great. Let me tell you a quick story about those doubles. Horse called yep. Leap to Fame. A lot of people in Australia were calling him the best horse in the world. Now he wasn't but 
these examples. He was a dollar fifty to win a race called um, whatever it's called. It was a three and four year old race over there. I've forgotten its name. And it was a dollar fifty to win that. And they gave the TAB in Australia gave six dollars, six dollars the double to win this three and four year old race, which he was always going to win into the Blacks of Fake. The odds ended up being a dollar fifty into a dollar thirty five. The six dollars greatest money ever. He comes out in the blacks, blacks are fake, draws badly, sits parking speed. Now, ideally, it was the best double you could possibly think of, but the two races are three weeks apart, and a lot can happen in three weeks. In the middle of that three weeks, a horse called Swayze appeared out of nowhere, got the lead, <laughs> and won the Blacks are fake. When, when you put that bet on, you wouldn't have even factored Swayze as a horse you would even think about. Uh, and yeah, the, sorry, the race was called the Rising Sun. That's what it was called. I've got a lot of races in my head. So often with those doubles, I've taken one in probably the last 10 years. I took Aegon to win all three of the three legs of the Triple Crown, I think. And he, he won all three of them or something like that. But yeah, they, they were incredibly hard to pull off. And invariably when you do win them, afterwards you go, God, that was close. Because Aegon only won the 2,000 guineas by like a head or something. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. It's a good point, but they've thrown the base out there. It's at five dollars. Uh, I'm sure some of you will want to climb into it. We'll keep. We'll, we'll chat a little bit later on about the jumps and uh, especially the Grand Nationals coming up next week. We'll also, Joe Morena Louis, call Kempi and get the oil on. Just ask me after his big night last night. I saw Kempi sitting in the the mobile barrier starters chair. So I saw that. Have, and have you have you ever have you ever done that? No, no, I have done the dual no, selkies, but I've never sat in the, the starters chair. Honestly, we'll get our good mate Greg O'Connor, who's hosting Trot's Talk tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. We'll get him to uh, to chuck you in there one day. It gives you a very raw perspective on the power of horses. Oh, when you yeah. see them running towards you that close and, and you see the oxygen intake that close up because you're seeing oh, yeah. from their nose. It's a, so mate, we'll, we'll jack that up for you and you can put it on your social media so all your female fans out there can watch the horses. <laughs> <laughs> my mum and Shannon. Uh, and even my mum's only marginal some days. Uh, yeah, okay. That's good, Joe. Well, we'll catch up with Al Sharrick and I saw Al caught, captured with um, Spate's Summit in hand. So... We'll ask him why he's not on the full creams. And, no, we'll see how the boys went to Addington last night and we'll get the mail on Just Ask Me for you. Best bets, double eight, double three. Start firing them through. Come on, let's get a stack of winners built up for our team this morning. After this, we'll catch up with Little Avondale Stud. Then we'll be back with the fast lane.